0: Hello and welcome everyone to another edition of the Bash Bros podcast. My name is Brad Nelson and today I'm joined by my brother from another mother Core BMTG. What is up, bro? Hey, hey, hey. Ooh. What is going on, my brother? It is a
1: lovely hot day in Roanoke, Virginia and I have been soaking it up. How about
0: yourself? Well, we are soaked over here and uh, not so sunny. In rain, I Seattle. bet. Now, <laughs> it's been cold. It, it hasn't rained the last 2 days, but it's a uh, it's it's that nice um Sweatshirt weather, it'll get hotter here. But by the time that we get to the heat that you're in, you're gonna be in that like 120 dust bowl hot weather.
1: Yeah, I know. This is about the last moments that I can like fathom going outside during like any time from like 2 p.m. to like 730 before I just it's too hot for me. The the North Dakota cool is tough to shake off even a year of living in uh, in
0: Virginia. Oh, that is for sure. Now, uh, <laughs> before we get too far, I just want to let everyone know that you can find this podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify and Stitcher. No shoe joke, Corey. No shoe joke.
1: All right, just aisle seven at your lo- local grocery store next to the perishables. You can also find the podcast since we don't have any shoe jokes today.
0: Most aisles don't have perishables, though. Well, the frozen aisles do. Well, that, that, is, that is true. That is true.
2: Yeah. But the frozen yeah, aisles yeah. never out aisle seven.
1: Hey, wait for your line, yeah, wait, get back in your closet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right.
0: You know the drill. So, now that it's ruined. <laughs> all right. Uh, today we are going to be taking a look at a, kind of a unique uh, deck dump. Now, we don't often do deck dumps, and usually they involve um, those from MTG, MagicTheGathering.com, but starting on Monday, uh, it's bright and early, 6 a.m., we, we started having SCG Tour online, uh standard challenges which uh they feed the 2020 seasonal championship qualifier number two that's going to be this weekend so anyone that gets 10 points in this week uh in any of their online challenges will qualify for this weekend's um season one championship yeah so we'll both be there uh yeah spoilers i'm already qualified and, Me too. And so uh because we're just going to be going over all the decks that have 4-0' so far, which there's about 10 of them, and we're we're recording this on Wednesday, so we're not going to be getting Wednesday's deck lists on here, or not all of them, because of when we're recording this. It's just two days worth of M21 uh standard tournaments. But we wanted to bring in a special guest, and that's because today we are covering a number of deck dumps. So we wanted to bring in someone who's done way more dumps than any of us could possibly imagine and that is Mr. Brian Brown doing <laughs> BBD how's it going
2: uh you know a little cramped up but otherwise great <laughs> and uh, thank you so much for inviting me to be on your dump podcast
1: yeah Brian so, you should uh, consider a little bit more fiber in your diet there bud
2: oh okay I've been eating nothing but flax and fiber cereal actually
0: <laughs> oh okay. Yeah. yeah but you you sound a little constipated
2: yeah, you're full of shit, Brian. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but no, yeah, so, so we I'm were...
2: Uh... Uh, sorry, I'm actually recording this live from my bathroom. <laughs> uh, I heard this was the uh, deck... I heard this is a dump podcast. So
0: Which, once again, the Aspros podcast
1: is tomorrow, uh, Brian. Okay. You
0: really got to mark this on your calendar. What's, what's really funny is Brian says bathroom right now. I, I this is not about magic or standard. It is about shitting. So hopefully, uh, oh, we'll course, keep yeah. everyone. Um, so so for those of you who don't know, Brian and I are roommates along with my fiance and are now three wonderful animals. Brian is completely outnumbered. <laughs> and, but when, when we got this place, it's this, it's this beautiful, really nice house. We paid a little extra so we all had enough, like, living space, right? So it's a split-level home where the basement is Brian's besides laundry and the garage and two big rooms downstairs. And upstairs, it's a four-bedroom place. So we took, you know, w- when we were, like, divvying up the house, we were like, all right, so there are four bathrooms. Four rooms and upstairs, a living room upstairs and a living room downstairs. The living room downstairs is yours, Brian. And Brian's like, Yep. And I'll only take one of those rooms if I can get two of those shitters. <laughs> yeah,
2: so that's that. right. <laughs> I have 50 You want
0: one for number
1: one, one for number two?
2: Yeah, I have 50% of the bathrooms in this house. So, yes. wow.
0: <laughs> four, three animals, though, huh, Brian? Or huh, Brian and Brad? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, we've got we've got the two cats that are very low maintenance and and very well behaved. And Amber, uh, Amber wanted a puppy. I did not know if I wanted a puppy, but so we got a puppy. And (laughs) uh, so far, it's going great for for puppies concerned. It doesn't make a lot of noise. It's really friendly. It it did just take our Internet down last night. Um,
1: Well, it's out of the house then. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, some, yeah it's
1: on it's on the street some
0: things can't be <laughs>
2: forgiven
0: so
1: yeah yeah brian i didn't know you were such a uh wild makado uh magic deck fan
2: because uh, <laughs> you're living because you're living in a zoo but i know i am
1: <laughs> and the biggest
2: animals of all are me and brad so yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, Amber told me, uh Brian, to stop going number two in the kitty boxes, though. Okay. She wanted me to let you know that, okay? Gotcha. Sorry about that. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah speak, speaking of that, it's really funny that uh, Brian left one of his bathroom doors open. And then he came out one day at, right before taking a shower. And he's like, just so y'all know, there was shit in my bathtub. And I think it's one of the cats. And I was like, oh, no, that was me. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was me. Sorry, I, I I forgot which bathroom it was. Yeah, Luna, Luna, <laughs> Luna is just uh just likes to shit in random places when she's mad at us. I think that's what it is, or territorial wow. or whatever. Like, and and we were <laughs> going to take it out right.
2: on me. I did nothing to her. And maybe, yeah, Brian, and maybe you can that's no longer use that tub. You
1: can no longer use that tub now. That yeah. is not Luna. The, the
2: the joke I made was nobody shits in that shower except for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: All right. Should we get off this shitty topic and talk about some non-shitty decks? All right. Let's do but it. Yeah. I thought we were
0: going to talk right. about standard. Oh. Oh. Roasted. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, M21 just came out last Wednesday. Um. There were a few tournaments on MTG Melee. Now uh, bringing up MTG Melee for one of the best reasons is the tournaments can, tournament organizers can start running tournaments with new sets on the Thursday, on the day that a set is released. We had like six or seven tournaments, you know, that day from, from local game stores that ran for their local communities. But then starting on Monday, uh, starting on Monday, SCG started up their things so um so again just to clarify what they are they are standard challenges four round tournaments uh going 4-0 gets you 10 uh 10 scg tour online points along with 50 dollars store credit going uh 3-1 gets you four scg tour online points and 25 dollars in store credit and then any other spot is technically non-qualifying for any additional prizes but just by registering, you get two points. So, at the at the bare minimum, if a player wants to qualify for the weekend tournaments, and they just had one the other weekend,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah,
0: you you can sign up for for five of them. If you lose five, you'll still qualify. Um, yeah. And there's not that many people that play in them, like like as in like last time there was what like over a hundred or something. And uh, and what was prizes down to? Prizes went down to like thirty two, I think. Uh, 64th, 64th, 64th. yeah. So like the actual equity in these are pretty high to play in them. Uh, And honestly, the competition is unbelievably
1: high. I mean, like if we looked at the top eight, um, of this last tournament, you would not have been able to guess if this was a new online series or if this was just a GP top eight. Uh, so it's really some high level magic that we get to play, you know, from our computers and we don't have to wear pants. So it's pretty fun.
2: Uh, you do have to wear pants in terms of service.
1: Ooh, you actually just outed yourself that.
2: as not wearing pants during an SCG tour event, which is clearly in the rules. You're Ooh. eliminated.
1: Dang it. You're, you're I was gone. Even streaming, too. So. All right. I, guess, so uh, I, I, I do, do really want to clarify, up.
0: too. Corey did get that wrong. These prizes do only go to top 32.
1: Mm, of course. Yeah, that's right. 32 through 64th gets paid out of Brad Nelson's pockets. He'll individually send you cash uh, at yeah, my discretion. Yeah. So that's my bad. Yeah, at your discretion.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, my bad. Not a single person has gotten paid from my my discretionary uh, payouts. <laughs>
2: hmm.
0: But it might happen. It might happen. Now, all right. It. So what? So, yeah, just going over this, uh these tournaments are held every single day uh from starting on this last Monday and they go all week um all all the way through Friday. They're just at all times so if you just go to literally if you just go to mtgmelee.com and for this deck dump you can follow along um mm-hmm. by going to mtgmelee, uh, com or melee.gg both go to the same place and you can just see on that front page if you haven't been to mtg melee before on the front page if you scroll down just a little you'll see a box for sdg tour online click that and that's all the, the pages for all the events that you could choose from. And then you can make an account if you don't have one of those. Make sure to add your SCG um, email. So if you have an account with uh, scg.com, uh, add your email in the options in the um, in your profile. And that's how they will be uh, rewarding you your prize credit. Uh, so, yeah. so that's where they're getting that information. Then if you scroll all the way down on the same page, you'll see the past of uh, results. And you'll be able to follow along with the four O's or just look through the decks yourself. There's a there's a lot of content uh, already just from M21 standard. Uh, yeah.
1: and and make sure to not add two MTG melee accounts like I did. It causes a lot of confusion when you're trying to enter events and they sign you up with the other email. So don't be like Corey. So I
2: finally understand now why I could never get to the MTG melee site. Because okay. I guess it I guess it's mtgmelee.com or mtg I've just been going uh-huh. MTG and that oh, is apparently not yeah. the right no, site. No, but
1: MTG, MTG. will get you. Oh, that, Robert will not, get you there. Okay. Not Guley, gotcha, yeah, okay. yeah. Unfortunately, mm-hmm, it's only first name. I actually okay. did
0: build you a back door to the website, Brian, but it's a little shitty. Ooh, okay. so, yeah. Oh, oh. way to, nice to transition to in. this
1: deck dump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so
0: let's just kick kick it off. So, starting on Monday. Uh, so just for everyone following along, we are going to be going we're gonna be starting with the tournaments um starting on Monday. So if you scroll down, you can toggle on on the MTG. Which is
1: 629, page. 2020. Yeah,
0: it'll say last it'll say last Monday uh at 6 a.m. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um and then once it goes to next week, then it'll give the date. Maybe they should just all be dated. Uh, but yeah, so so last Monday at 6 a.m., we're taking a look and we're gonna be looking at Jund. Agro, which should be changed, John. Jun sacrifice. I'll change that name here. Yeah, but the people that
1: work at MTG may like here just cannot get these names uh, right. No. I know. So, you do you know the it? players. God.
0: You do know the players pick it.
1: <coughs> hey, Brad, hate the game, not the player.
2: <laughs>
0: but yeah, so so John, <laughs> sacrifice deck from Yuki Ichikawa. Now, if you remember, Yuki uh, did really well with a Jun sacrifice deck in the Red Bull Untapped uh, Season One. What is it called? What's the branding of all these tournaments? The Red Bull Untapped Invitation Qualifier, number one, the 2,600-person tournament. He topped Ford with a very innovative Gen Sacrifice deck. With
2: Wasn't he the one who put Bolas' Citadel on the map for the deck? Yes, yep. yes. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. He's the one that put Bolas' Citadel on the map for the strategy. And he showed up with the first SDG Tour Online 4-0 this week with another version of Gen Sacrifice. Uh, I'm just going to run through the list real quick. Oh, it's
2: John, to- second, it's John It's John
1: Daggro. Yeah, s- one second before we get into the list, was he the first person to put Bullis' Citadel on the list, or was there some hero that did it in a previous format?
0: Well, th- there was, but that wasn't either of us.
2: Yeah, it wasn't. It, that wasn't me. That was uh, Shota.
1: Well, I wasn't saying it was you guys. Don't be so egotistical. I was just wondering.
0: <laughs> sure
2: you were, Corey. Very leader. Sure least. you were, yeah. All right. Okay, go ahead, All right, bro. So, John of
0: a very stock mana base of 24 lands uh four culture familiar four gilded goose four mayhem devil four witches oven four trail of crumbs all the stocks there uh and then two claim the firstborns going down on those two bowls of citadel um with two corvolds in the main now before there was three citadel and then the corvolds were in the sideboard i think one would have been main but now two and two for that um two scavenging news which are m21 cards two murderous riders which is a very interesting inclusion but um we'll get back to that that one real quick Uh, two solemn similar crumbs, two priests of forgotten, and two woe striders. And I get, I get some of these now. Now, I get some of these changes. I thought when I was first initially building this deck, I wanted to try Solomon the deck because just being able to play something that the body is not relevant, you get to ramp, it's something you can sacrifice without worrying about it. It Just seems like it fits the deck when it's when its engine is (laughs) revving
1: and curving into Citadel on turn five. I think is pretty sweet.
0: Yes. Uh, that is great. And it could even be, uh, Turn f- four, right? Turn
1: four with goose, or with, I mean even turn three yeah. if you go double goose, right?
0: Yeah, well yeah. Uh and so I don't think you turn three it. You'd have to have triple goose, but um, but just yeah. accelerating having a good body. But I didn't know where to take the to remove these cards. I didn't even think about putting Murder Rider Scavengers in the deck, but you know, claim the firstborn is might be losing a little bit of its value. Scavenging is a great card to actually get. Like, there's so many times I played this deck and when i'm you know going off with trail of crumbs which is oven culture familiar uh if i'm not hitting mayhem devil or corvold or bols' citadel uh I'm, I'm kind of considering them whiffs and mm-hmm. and you know just just being able to have um scavenger news as a threat that you can put on the battlefield that can interact with an opponent's like you know, Uro in the graveyard or what have you, as opposed to additional like priests or woe starters. Like I hit woe starters so much and I'm like, I do not like this card and I want to board yeah. it out so much. And it's really good when you have higher numbers of claims and priests, but they can lower in value. But the card that I really want to talk about is murderous rider, because I would not yeah. have thought about putting murderous rider in this deck. Now, the reason that it's murderous rider instead of other removal is because this is a way to kill a planeswalker that you can hit with trail of crumbs. I mean, we played four murderous rider when we played this deck before. Yeah, but it's definitely been dying out,
2: yeah. you know?
1: And and the reason and why it's coming back, that it makes a lot of sense to me, is this deck just can't beat a Resolved Ugin yeah. at all. That's, so I feel like it. you have to have some answers for this, you know?
2: Also, like, as you put cards like Solemn in your deck, you know, you you want to have more ways to use your mana. Like, mm. Murder Rider is an expensive effect for what it does, but... Yeah. You know, you're skewing your deck towards a little bit more higher mana plays with Sol- with Solomon in your deck, which makes sense. So.
1: Yeah, and with the format just being a little bit more all over the place to start. I mean, of course, we're going to start to see the same thing narrowed in after a couple of weeks, but I I think this deck this main deck configuration just screams out to me like I don't know exactly what I want for a specific meta game, so I'm going to put two of well, everything in there. You can
0: you can say that, <laughs> but once you start looking on the sideboard, you know what this man wants because in that sideboard, the sideboard is crazy. Yeah, there's <laughs> two more Corvolds, two more Solemn Simulacrums, <laughs> and two more Bowls of Citadels. What? <laughs> yes.
1: Holy shit! J- what matchup do you think you go to four Corvold, four Citadels? Well, no no, that's, no, 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 they are different
0: matchups. Like, you want to go to four Corvolds against, like, Mono Red or Mono Green Stompy, because okay. it's, like, the best card against the aggressive decks. You just- I mean, Brian, how many one-shots have you had with Corvold in your life?
2: Every- It's everyone. Yeah, they're all one shots. How many times have I killed somebody with Corvold? That's the question you're asking me. I don't yeah. know a lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So like when you untap um, with Corvald, you usually win the game that turn yeah. and you bring it in in matchups that don't ECD it and do that garbage. So then the Bulls to Citadel Solemn plan is for the matchups where you don't want Corvald to do that thing. And so, like, when you're playing against Bant and Ugans and things, you just want to, they're not gonna, they don't pressure your life total. So, you eventually just want to Bolsa Citadel them and, and cobble them out with the Bolsa Citadel. So, like, I actually love the game plan. It is no nonsense. You know
2: what also is surprisingly fine against Ugin? Solemn Lacrum.
0: Yes, yes, because because yeah. they can't. Uh, I mean, the problem, Solemn Lacrum is good against uh, Ugin when they have to minus five. But yeah. if, they, if they have to go less than that, it's not going to have high impact. And this is a matchup where, I mean, if you get a Corvold down and they have to minus five, so be it. But I agree with you. Yeah, it doesn't get swept away. And also just having four bowls of Citadel in your deck means that like your chances of getting there higher and you have a chance of ramping. Like I actually just really like uh, a lot of the things that Yuki was doing with this deck list, at least for day one, it'll get a little bit more efficient because I don't know if this sideboard and this plan is enough for teamer, but maybe this is the way you want to go. You just go to Agonize remorse, return for natures, Pulse, Citadel songs and just hope that gets there.
1: I, I would still think this has a bad Team of Wreck matchup, though, wouldn't well, you guys? of course,
0: everything has a bad Team of Wreck matchup, but we still have to talk oh, about magic God, and rotation.
1: I'm so, I'm so stupid. My bad. My bad. I, I'll get back <laughs> in my place. I, I, I honestly <laughs> question
2: whether the Priest Woe Strider stuff's even worth it at all, but I, I haven't been playing yeah. enough to know. I don't know.
1: Yeah? The, yeah. Those I, are the kinds I, of cards I, I that I just...
2: It. I'm not excited by those cards, but...
1: I mean, sometimes Priest is your best card. Yeah. You know, but, uh, I mean, it it definitely makes sense that uh Ichikawa is on the same wavelength because we don't even see the other two priests in the board and we see four Cole Korvalds and four Bulls of Citadel in total so I mean yeah he, he's definitely recognizing that as well there's a lot I, I never played this deck though to be honest but
0: I've been I've been playing around with it and it's probably the deck that I'm most interested to work on because I want to find a deck that plays well with Solemn and let, let's be honest this is like the, the this deck it does some of the most fun things when you get to go off with Corvold or Bolsa of Citadel. They're both just
1: yeah, and let's get real. It's Jund and you're Jund guys. So oh, maybe that's what it is. This, is, this isn't yeah. this isn't
0: Jund though.
2: No, it's really not. It's it's, it's it's Jund in colors, but not in spirit.
1: Yeah, you're right. It's Jund to aggro, not Jund. My bad.
0: Yeah, I mean it's 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 literally a ramp deck at this point. <laughs> if you see it, like four solemns, four Bolsa of Citadel. I mean everything's a ramp deck now. But oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I think that this is really interesting. Now, when we move on uh, to the next four-o, it's actually Eric Hawkins playing a new strategy. It's called Jun Sacrifice, not oh, Juncker. Okay, D'Agro. so we
2: yeah, we did Jun aggro. What's different about Jun Sacrifice?
0: Um, and there's only there's only like, like
2: three core volts in the 75 instead of four. Yeah, yeah. this this
0: main deck mm. is literally the same thing. And now the power of this, you would ask how how did they both Eric Hawkins and Yuki get to the same conclusion? Um, once a tournament starts on MTG They're testing partners, right? Yes. <laughs> no, once a tournament starts on MTG Melee, all the decks can be made public, which uh, online tournaments, open decklist magic, I think is just the best way to do things uh, just because whenever there's coverage involved and to get players used to doing that, um, I think it would be just very unfair for them to have closed decklist Magic throughout the week and then the the weekend tournament because SCG Live is running coverage to uh, have open decklist. I think what like I got a whole like Brian and I got a whole year head start on playing open decklist Magic, and if all the big tournaments are going to have to be played online and have to be open decklist, players need a chance to 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 get some experience in there as well. Do you agree, Brian? Yes, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, th- I think open. I think open deck lists are, are what all tournaments should be. To be honest, like I, I I thoroughly enjoy it. I mean, I just remember at like pro tours. Just people coming around with notepads, scouting and shit. It's like that shouldn't you shouldn't get a, that extra edge for just going around with a notebook and and your whole team has a spreadsheet of how to scout people. Like I get it if you're gonna work for it, you get the edge. But like I just think it should be open decklist. Personally, maybe I'm in well, the minority on that. But yeah, yeah, there's
2: there's arguments for and against open decklist. I I think that yeah. open decklists are the best way to. Uh, yeah produce balance you know like put mm-hmm. everyone on the same even the playing field even the playing yeah. field yeah but yeah. the the value of not doing open deck lists is that like some of the fun of magic is the surprise factor getting your opponent that's true getting your opponent with a card that they never would have expected you know that kind of stuff
0: i mean so, i, I top eighted a yeah. grand prix literally just playing a stock deck but putting fleece Man in the sideboard that's it and and that would have not been possible uh if it was open deck lists yeah.
1: Um, yeah, or any transformational sideboard that you've made, you know, yeah. over the course of time, those get, those lose a lot of value when they know about it. Yeah.
0: And so, um, and so definitely that's part of this, but, uh, but with, with the internet age and, and especially with coverage and how fast things move, uh, I like open deck lists. And so these tournaments are open deck lists. So the moment that round one started for ich- Yuki Ichikawa, um, my prediction was that Eric Hawkins was looking through the, the stuff, saw Yuki in the tournament uh, before he signed up for his tournament and was like, "Wow, that looks dope," and uh, just copied the main deck and changed the sideboard because that's what Magic players do. I don't know. I bet we all can agree on this. Yeah. When when you steal a deck list from someone online, you don't that first tournament you play in or the first match you play in, you don't touch that main deck, but you just screw the cyborg up royally. You just oh, yeah. you just throw <laughs> some random <laughs> shit in there. <laughs> You're like, well, I don't know why this deck doesn't have a Massacre Worm.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say that it looks to me that Eric just had a variety of cards that he wanted to see how good they were, and he put mm-hmm. them in his sideboard. It's not, I don't think he's yeah. trying to, you know.
1: Oh, of course. And I know and I know he streams, too, so I guarantee he's just uh, wanted to try out some fun yeah, stuff, too, does, as well it, as it, play a good main deck. I oh. agree that
2: Magic players love to just take a deck list and just make it better with no testing or change, or, you know ideas behind it but make changes yeah yeah but like this looks like a case where it's like hey i want to see if massacre worm's good i want to see if village rights is good like you know, yeah.
1: But Yuki also said that he's like, I want to see really if Bolus and Citadel <laughs> yeah. or Corvald is good. I don't
2: think he needed and to like, see if Bulis <laughs> Citadel was good. He's like, I want yeah. Bolus <laughs> Citadel four copies because I know that is good. Yeah,
1: yeah. I want to have two of them in my opening <laughs> hand, please. Yeah, no, I,
0: I, I wasn't trying to make a flippant <laughs> remark against Eric Hawkins. I was just, I was just having some fun with it. But I just, I always love when I see that personally. It's, I'm not judged. There's no judgment. I just love when I just see that, like, the main deck has never changed when I think the main deck can easily, you know, have different numbers. But I always see, like, no one touches it for a few days. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you saying
1: two, 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 two is not the correct number of main deck cards? What the hell?
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah. So so this was the same main deck, a few different cards to try on the sideboard, but we can't learn much from that. But moving on, yeah, we can get to it. Oh, I like this one. Yeah. I like jo- this one a lot. Jonathan Hobbs with a 4-0 with a new version of Bant ramp. I'm just going to go through the deck real quick. 28 lands, all Bant stuff. Um, no Triomes is the one thing. Now, uh, Louis Del Tor, uh was really championing playing some Triomes, um, the, mm-hmm. the teamer to be exact. So you have more Breeding Pool-esque lands to go with your strategy but uh but Jonathan Hobbs says nope I'm playing uh Temple of Mysteries instead
1: uh barely any temples though like only five te- total temples and just all the dual lands I feel like that's not necessarily normal is it
0: uh, I think it's correct to just play all 12 dual lands like shock lands in this format half the matchups yeah like half the matchups don't matter on on life total and some on and life, sometimes yeah. you really want to go Earl hold up like Dovin's Veto, Gross Spiral, Aether, Gus, Mystical Dispute, all this stuff. Yeah. But anyway, let's go through the necklace real quick. Uh, so okay. Temple of Mystery versus Triumph is just a
2: consideration of Nyssa versus one scry, right? Like, that's that's all it is?
0: Uh, I mean, and and you can cycle you can those cycle. plans for Uro later in the game. Sure, sure. There, yeah. there is value on that. I mean, I that often doesn't happen unless, like, you're both attritioned and you're just trying to find the next big thing. Yeah. Um, mm. But, but it does happen in the, in the way later turns. Uh, but yeah, that's the only inclusion. I personally found having Triome was really nice because um, always, like, I, I played two Triomes and it always felt like I had a breeding pool available to me, which I thought was very important. But, yeah,
1: I actually like Triomes as well. But isn't I, Temple I, I of Mystery is also a
2: breeding pool, so it's like... but it's, It is it's, not.
0: It is not a green and blue land. It, no, it's not. It's not a breeding pool. It's not a forest. Yeah. Oh,
2: you're, Yeah, for Nyssa. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's what I was saying. But I thought you meant, like, just having more copies of a blue-green land, period.
0: No, no, yeah. no. I mean... No, I mean he just meant
2: a breeding pool. You mean literally like, a breeding pool for specifically Nyssa. Okay, yes, that makes sense. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah like,
0: sure. like, being at, like, sometimes the life or death of a Nyssa or, or a game comes down to being able to deploy your Nissa and 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 play your your Aether Gust or Aether right. Gust exactly so, so yeah. or a Wilt or something or a, or a Brazen Borrower or whatever
2: yeah um, you know mm. or Dovin's beat. yeah or WILTS or uh, yeah. yeah
1: yeah yeah well I mean oh never mind I was like if you have a Triumph I, trium- I was waiting you I, I wait where you're going. Yeah. you're like
0: oh yeah but Teemer doesn't cast it and also you can't get blue and white out of a banned one that doesn't exist.
1: I'm glad uh you know where I was going yes. with that and threw me under the bus for something I didn't even say. What the hell? That's what you're thinking <laughs> though, right? Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so let's go through the list. Four Teferi Time Raveler, three Nyssa, two uh Teferi Master of Time, one Ugin, three Uros, three Hydroid Crisis, two Brazen Bar, one Dream Trawler, three Elspeth Conquer's Death, three Shatter of the Sky, four Gross Spiral, two Dovin's Vita, one Aether Ghost. 28 lands is the main deck. Now, anything pop out from any of you uh, to start off talking about this main deck?
1: Um, The inclusion of Teferi Master of Time. I think uh, people are starting really high on the card, playing like three to four. And I think it's slowly going down. And I'm not sure if that's a product of the card just being bad. And we're going to start to see none. Or if it's just you never really want to draw two of it. Um, so, I'm really interested why, too, and if this card is even belongs in the
0: deck when it keeps declining like that. Uh, Brian, anything you see here?
2: Three copies of Nyssa. I don't know. It's just, I mean, maybe that's standard, but. Um, Feels wrong to you? Yeah, it's just anytime I see less than four Nissas, I feel personally affronted. Yeah, I haven't seen four
1: Nissa's in a deck in a long time. I feel I feel like two has been kind of more stock lately. I I actually
2: think three is more than the average band deck. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I haven't. Yeah. I, I've been out, I, I've been out of the loop in that regard. But whoo.
0: Yeah, this this oh. has really come down in value based on the eight set standard and what uh, what the format pro- provides for everyone. Um, it just has to do with their early game. There's a lot of decks that can get under Nissas, and like the the Nissa three three really is not as impactful anymore. In combat as it used to be.
1: Uh, and so many ECDs running around. I mean, yeah, like e- ECD, there's Femur
0: and- Reclamation decks can go over the top and kill it. The Uros, uh, brick wall them. Um, but now, if
2: you go Nyssa, untap Temple of Mystery. Ether gust. Go,
0: yeah, sure. yeah go. Shark, <laughs> yeah. Shark, shark typhoon can eat them, and there's all these issues. But that's oh, speaking of shark typhoon, where is that card? Exactly, yeah. There's none in this main deck, and now, um, but yeah. So speaking of to fairy time, or in the sideboard? Yeah, there's none in the sideboard as well. There's just no wow. There's none. Um. So, so when I, when I first look at this deck, I just feel like it's a mishmash of cards and Bant is a powerful strategy. And Jonathan Hobbs is clearly a powerful mage. Um, yeah, but I feel like this, this list itself is very directionless. I mean, it is week one, um, of M 21 standard, but like when I look at this, like this is the kind of deck that I've been eating alive with four color Yorion. And now I know just bringing up four color Yorion sounds like I've completely checked out of competitive magic. Um, but I no, I think that deck's fine, right? I think it's I think it's very good. And the one lesson that I learned from testing a little bit of bad and four of Yorion is I think Yorion's tier two, actually. Oh, do you? I do too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Bazinga. <laughs> so so to fairy master of time, I I have found that I don't actually like it in I think that this card is very good, but I don't like it in decks like this that wanna play Znissa and and uh not a bunch of interaction. I found Teferi Time Master of Time to be kind of uh disgusting in Four Call Yorion because Four Call Yorion actually is just the only way that that deck wins is it has it has Yorion, of course. Uh four Uros, four Shark Typhoons, and two Hydroid Crisis, and then every other card in the deck um draws a card or kills something, and including all the win conditions, also draw cards. Um, so the deck has just way more interactions, thought erasures, mm-hmm. removal spells, um, way mm-hmm. more removal than every other deck. And so, when I, you know, Teferi Master of Time allows you to sift through the the wrong removal spells, fill the graveyards for faster or the arrows. late
1: game hand disruption, too.
0: Um, yeah, you can loot away yeah. late game hand disruption. Usually, you still want to, you know, use your hand disruption at any point in the game because that's how magic's played now. Okay. Um, okay. Because everyone has card, cards in their hand at all times, like yeah, that's like true. someone will hydrate crisis, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna take their Nyssa or their Ugin or whatever. Um, but yeah, so I found that Teferi Master of Time is really good in that. But Bant, it this looks like a control deck, but it doesn't actually interact that much, right? It has an Aether Gust, it has some Brazens, it has three CDs and three Shatters, but besides that, like Teferi bounces, and you know, and and so like while Teferi Master of Time can interact once. Uh, and then maybe again in a few turns. Um, I found that that value is really low in a deck like this because you don't often interact uh, before turn four or five anyway. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my argument with that. And other than that, I just think it's a mishmash of randomly powerful magic cards, and that's why band's good right now. We'll see it get more and more tuned as the format goes. The sideboard has a few Joel Riels, which... Um, <coughs> For, for anyone that doesn't know what that card does, it's colorless green for a two, three, I believe. And one, one, two. It's a one, two. Okay. For, yeah, it is a one, two. And then it has uh, two abilities. If you draw on your second card for the turn, make a two, two uh, doggo or cat. 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 Uh, and then for four colorless green, green, uh, all your creatures become XX equal to the number of cards in your hand. And so th-
1: become base power. So it actually works
0: well with hydride Crisis. Oh, cool. Okay. That's cool. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You correct me on every single part of that magic card.
1: I only know because that was the last match on versus live uh, was Ross was playing with that card and I had to read it many times as he was beating me
0: with <laughs> nice. It. Um, but yeah, so Joriel uh, is this good like card to bring in in these like mirrors, these bands or. Uh people bring it in when I'm playing four color Yorion or against Teamarack. It just gets under them. And then whenever you draw a card on your turn, uh, from a Gross Spiral and Uro or a Teferi, you get a you get a cat. <laughs> token Or
1: with Teferi Master of Time, all you need is a Gross Spiral or Shark Typhoon if, if those types of lists play it to actually even trigger it on your opponent's turn, uh, which is kind of cute. Yeah. It doesn't come up a lot, but
0: yeah, but yeah, that's what that's there for. Um, I found that to be pretty impactful against uh, these matchups, but like one of that's another advantage of the four color Yorion deck that I've been playing, uh, is that it doesn't actually matter too much because you're you're the removal spell deck, so you already have four Mythos of Noroi. And I, mm-hmm. I always have a few two mana removal spells for each matchup, whether it be um what's the new one? Execution, excre- excretion. Eliminate. Eliminate.
1: That <laughs> <I> was close. <laughs> hey, wait, were you going to say excretion? No,
2: that's that's our, yeah. our special guest. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's our that's our sponsor.
2: Some yeah. some people are giving out discretionary invites. I've been giving out excretionary invites. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to, oh God. Oh <laughs> well, yeah. So so oh, then the rest oh of the God. sideboard is just normal. Joven's veto. Well, a Narsens re- reversal. And for anyone that doesn't know why a deck would put that in the cyborg is Jonathan Hobbs has been. Uh, Beaten too many times by thought distortion. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, what that yeah. means, is that on, on turn five or six, he's ready to play a game of magic, and they thought distortion him out of extinction. And uh, and then he's like, all right.
1: Doesn't it work with expansion explosion too, though?
0: Uh, I guess it would, wouldn't it? Does it? No. Yeah,
1: yeah you just no, I think explosion their face, right? I don't right? think
0: it does. I think it's one target. Oh. Let me double-check it. I think it needs one target. Copy target instant sorcery spell, then return it to its owner's hands. Do you choose new targets for the copy? Okay, it does.
1: Yeah, yeah, so that worked on Expansion Explosion, too.
0: Yeah, that's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, um, so one thing, Brad, how- uh, I know this is probably a horrifically stupid question, but does your four-color Yorian deck beat Teamer Reclamation? Yes. It does? Okay, ship it to me. Send it. Quit the quit what you're doing in the cast right now. I heard Yorian and beat Team of Reclamation. I'm locking it in for
0: the weekend. I, I think I think it's I think it's favored in the matchup. I've only been playing oh, people God, on the ladder. Yes. Um uh you have you know four Dovin's Vetoes, four thought, erasure. Uh you can play a few mm. you can play a few uh wilts if you want them. Uh and then and then you play like I play one or two duress. I have some Narsets. Um you can have Aethergust. Like, I don't know the right combination of cards, but like uh the Neroi card, the uh, mythos of Neroi and uh ECD are very vi- card
1: seems are- amazing right now. huh. Mithras seems amazing. Yeah, right they're now. both very
0: good. The decks also just walks right like game one. Your eliminates aren't bad because they have sharks and Uros. Mm. And then after Cyborg, uh the what's the removal spell that can remove counters or kill a counterless creature? Heartless. Yeah, act. Heartless act is also very good against them because it hits all of their threats just for mm. two mana. And and every single team of Wreck goes to like some counter spells, but they bring in all of their threats. So you just become a removal deck and your entire deck is removal. And you just pos- you play this positioning game with them until you have three planeswalkers and an ECD in play and the game is over.
1: Yes, please send that to me. I yeah, am, can, you had me at let's, your end. You gave a long description there, Bradley. You had me at your end. You don't have to say a single other word. I mean, I
0: think I think the deck, <laughs> I think the deck uh, struggles against the most aggressive of aggressive decks. I think it's like mono red. I or? actually think mono red is is pretty decent. It's more like I think Rakdos is more aggressive than mono red. Um mm. or maybe not Oh, aggressive. like
1: Rakdos aggro the first deck that we covered.
0: Yes, yes, yes. No, uh, that was John Dagro. course. Yes.
2: Oh, sorry, sorry. Damn it.
0: <laughs> yeah, like Rakdos sacrifice and um, and Mono Green might might give it an issue. It also it loses to the I I almost lose every game one to aggressive decks and then win after Cyborg because okay. my because I'm wanting to beat the other decks, but uh, it could also maybe lose to like team or elemental decks too. I haven't played against any of them, but any Ugin's strategy I've found uh, all right because you have so many answers to the Ugans themselves. I kind of just like, like the, the, the Simic decks that just ramp, I kind of just run them out of threats because they're very threat light actually. Yeah uh
1: yeah and i mean ugin yeah. when you're a control deck where the negative ability isn't that threatening all it is is just a lightning bolt on a stick that you have like three turns to deal with before you're dead with the ultimate yep. but so yeah i can see that not being a big problem at all
0: all right but let's let's keep going through this we'll have to just do all right next week we'll just have to talk about our uh, our four color Yorion masterpiece that's what our episode will be next week
1: yeah or how we all audible to john sacrifice oh yeah the the, (laughs) the episode next week's not
2: at all going to be about that they'll they'll both scrub out like with the deck and they'll just be like yeah we're off it by now or whatever we'll also also say
0: we will be posting on thursday uh which is when the episode comes out i guess um the our our most recent list of the deck in the bachelor's podcast uh patreon or discord that's a good call discord that's
1: a good call so what that means is Brad will be posting his most recent list and I will be <laughs> copying, pasting, and then posting that list as my current list as well. Yep. Yes. Yes. And I won't be posting anything. Yep. <laughs> Except your wall-staring uh, photographers. That's right. Photography, excuse
0: me. <laughs> All right. right, so so next deck <laughs> to keep on, of course, uh, okay. we've got Fabrizio and Terry with John Sacrifice. It's uh, the, uh, you guessed it, the same exact main deck with a little bit of a side no nope. Oh, it's No, not. No, it's no, not. no, 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 I knew this before, but then I I forgot it today. Or forgot it right I now. I believe I see a new card. That is true. Instead of two murderous riders, uh, Fabrizio's played the interesting War Visionary. Two colors, green, two, two. <laughs> tap to add a green. When it comes to play, draw a card.
1: Yeah, it is Elvish Visionary and War Elf literally combined in the purest sense they of the like word. Like, I wouldn't even be fused, shocked. Right? I, I wouldn't even be shocked if the flavor text is just both of Llanowar Elf and Elvish Visionary just combined. Do you know
0: what would be shocked? Llanowar Uh, Visionary.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You walked right into that, Corey. Yeah.
1: I sure did. (laughs) I'm an idiot. But yeah, other than that, this deck looks exactly the same. The sideboard has a little bit more removal than just like more go over the top stuff like Bolsa Citadel. We just see three Noxious Grass, two Duress, two Agonizing Remorse, Two scorching Dragonfires, Two cinder vines. Two necromentia. That is the new um, cranial extraction type card, where they get a two-two. I believe what are you, if, what? You, if they have a card. No, right? no that's
0: necromentia. No, that's not ne- necromentia. No, Necr- that is, oh, what is that, that, that necromancia? is necromentia. No, it's not necromentia. Is a two thousand nine horror film. Uh, okay. The, the yeah. Sinister scares. <laughs> fo- a sinister scares following four people tattooed with the oj- uh, with with a, uh, a ouija board. While well, well, uh-huh. Hagen aims to revive his dead wife, Travis earns for the afterlife. Morbius seeks to revenge. The Mister Skinny harbors a secret. Mister. Okay. Skinny. Well, that all
1: makes sense. That all makes sense to me. But why did they need a second copy of that movie in their sideboard? <laughs> Wasn't one copy enough? <laughs> I
2: think actually zero copies of that movie is, <laughs> yeah, is more yeah, than yeah. enough. <laughs> um,
0: what are you talking about? God, it, you're a, you're a real heartless act, Brian. <laughs> yeah, what are you talking yeah, about it's, It stars Leighton Matthews. Everyone knows Leighton Matthews.
1: <laughs> yes i guess i'm late to the party on that one. Oh, oh! oh all right so we can skip our neck to after this this deck looks terrible all right moving this, on we got john
0: gigantha <laughs> all right so so uh the next one is uh me for owing with teamer elementals um now you all know why we're doing this deck dump um <laughs>
1: yeah yeah or if you look at brad's twitter or mtg melee's twitter we know why that's we're just also some doing good humor <laughs> that's just some good uh, advertisement yeah
0: right there. yeah uh, uh, <laughs> yeah brian i just went for the and on the mtg melee twitter account i'll like um when when people 4-0 with with you know i'll sometimes like post like whoever's winning tournaments on mtg melee like congratulations to this person for winning this tournament here's their deck list okay so i did one for me but i also added in like gosh darn brad nelson's such a good magic player isn't he like Wait, so Brett. So are you
1: confessing that it is you behind the behind the curtain? Of
0: course, it's me behind the curtain.
1: All right. Well, I'm glad you finally confess, confessed. Confess. I've yeah, never I'd... been asked.
2: <laughs> no. I'm... I asked you on Twitter, and you said no comment. Well, but that's clearly.
0: Of course, that's that's that's. No a... comment is the ultimate comment, Corey.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh gars, I'm an idiot. Of course. I mean, I
0: can't tell you now, but hopefully <laughs> in a few weeks I'll know. Um, <laughs> sure. but yeah. so, so, so team elementals. Uh, mm-hmm. now this deck was, um, built by yo five, uh, very, uh, frequent, uh, user of the MTG melee discord. We have a lot of rooms talking about standard and, and yo man's in there being awesome. I'm going to, I'm going to eventually make him a, a, uh, a mod for the discord. Once I figure out how to do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, he is a great brewer. Oh, yeah. He is a oh, great brewer. brewer. Great decks. Great person. Um yeah. And but so I took the deck uh the also exact writes fun. magic
2: articles too. Also writes magic those?
0: articles, yep. Feel free to check. I those copy out. many of his deck lists for Versus Live
1: as well, just all around uh just an awesome. W- writes personality, for TCG player, right? Uh, uh, yes, he yeah, does, I, he
0: does. Yes. Yeah, I always go through the the authors that link on, on social media nowadays. Mm. Gotta say, though, my
2: estimation of him's gone down a little bit if he provided Brad a deck list that he 4-0'd with.
0: Well, he just put Mm. it up on his public domain. I stole it.
2: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Estimations back up where it was. That's fine. Yeah.
0: Okay, so, (laughs) Brad, weren't you playing a list like this with 4 Ugin? What made you not like the Ugin? Well, there was no like or dislike. There was just like, yo, man, got to Mythic with it. It looked kind of fun. I played a few matches, and I was like, well, I'll I'll play this deck. So, I I can talk about this deck a little bit. So, the, the right. deck plays, it's 60 cards. It plays four Risen Reef, four Omnath, four leafkin Druid, four Cavalier of Thorns, uh, four Genesis Ultimatum, four Gross Spiral. the stock elemental package. But, yep. but then the additional cards are three Tear of the Peaks, which is three colors, red, red, five, four, dragon. Uh, as additional cost to target this, opponents must pay three life. And then whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, uh, Tear of the Peaks deals damage equal to its power to any target.
1: Uh, and one really big factor about that card is if you have two of them in play, it is known as Twin Peaks, and that's how that restaurant got their idea for their name.
0: I don't believe that, but we'll go with it. Mm, okay. Uh, and then three Uro Titan of Nature's Wrath. that is Colorless Green Blue, 6-6. Six, six. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case no, anyone doesn't know what Uro is, if you haven't played a <laughs> format. Uh so we're talking to you, Brian. And then Yum. two two <laughs> Yorion Sky Sky uh, homad. I did not even know what the rest of Yor's name is. But Well, it's nomad, not uh, I, Sk- get, my, I need I need I need new uh, glasses. <laughs> two Yorion Sky yo Mans. Sky Yeomans <laughs> man, five.
2: Yo, man. <laughs> I gotta say two is the saddest amount of Yorions you could possibly put in a deck. Because if you play one. You get to you get, you get to have it for free um, as your companion, yeah. And then, and then if you're playing four, you know you're playing four. But if you're playing exactly two, it's just <laughs> one more than the amount that allows you to play as a companion. Yeah. Well,
0: I,
1: what are you talking about? <laughs> you can play it as a in the main if you
2: just have two. You just have to have eighty cards sure i mean i'm just saying that it's like
0: oh it's it's it, yes two is the saddest number like yeah like the, bla- the black white deck we played had three in the main one in the sideboard
1: right you know that's a happy number and, yeah
0: and two Yorin is a weird really weird number and i don't even think it's correct now so i played this deck and the the strategy is the the generic uh team or strategy of just developing your mana gaining card advantage through um <clears throat> risen reefs uh euros or euros Gross for ramping, um, and then your Cavalier of Thorns can find you Euros to like gain you card advantage uh until you eventually can cast Genesis Ultimatum. Now, when you can't cast Genesis Ultimatum, you have Omnoths and uh Tear the Peaks and to just slam onto the board and hope that they work out. But the the combo finish of this deck and what I found it happens is you'll generate a bunch of card advantage. And if you're playing against like a Ugin deck, they'll sweep the board and do all these things. And I've very often come to where I think I might deck because, like, I'll have 14 cards left in my library because, like, when you ultimate them and you don't kill them with it, so, like, let's say you ultimate them for the perfect. If you just hit two Tear of the Peaks and an Uro, that deals 22 damage. Both, both Tear of the Peaks <laughs> see each other, and they both see Uro. So that's five five yeah. six six for damage. And that's kind of what the deck does, is when you... Genesis Ultimatum, if you hit a Tear of the Peaks and other creatures, you get to deal a bunch of damage around the board. Um, and you can also combo a Tear of the Peaks with, like, Uro. So, like, you hit 8-man, you're, like, cast Tear yeah. of the Peaks tear the peaks ca- uh, cast an uro for my hand till 6 when it's blinking in and out of play
1: yeah Terror in the peaks and uro is an unbelievable combo that we are going to see at, in like different shells come rotation as just like a teamer beatdown deck or something when some of these cards go away if, the, if of the
2: peaks is is awesome it it makes me want to build a version of this deck that's around thunderkin awakener cuz that seems really sweet
0: Oh God, yeah, that sounds awesome. Oh, just like play an attack, get something into play.
2: Yeah, like even even yeah, even, if, even if, like you, you get up to seven Awakener. mana, and you're just like terror of the peaks. Play thunder can awaken or hit something, attack, get something back, hit something. Like,
1: yeah. It's, 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 the it's problem cool. is you only get one power creature yeah. with thunder or Awakening. one toughness. So, is it one toughness too? I'm yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So comboing off like that would be pretty sick. Or you can get like scorch whatever uh the elemental where that brings in three one ones on its own and then the thunder peak so technically you get to spray four damage yep
0: oh, i say we just play more mythics with it but you know teach their own yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey that's yeah, that's just a regular rare that's yeah. Gross. Yeah.
1: vomit vomit so- and an
2: uncommon yeah uncommon yeah <laughs>
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah, so I found myself almost stacking with this deck a few times, but then you still just combo kill them with Terror of the peaks like I've just dealt enormous amounts of damage in a turn, you know, you get to like 15 mana and you're like, all right, play the tear of the peaks on the same turn that I bring back an Uro, deal six, then play yorian blink everything. And you, the cool thing about this deck is even if you go to zero cards, um, as long as you stack all your Omnoth land triggers at the back, you don't draw cards. So I've been able to kill them. So you
1: can deal damage first? Yeah, yeah. you deal
0: all the damage before uh, any of the Omnath draw triggers. Cool. Um,
2: so you got some damage in the front, and Omnath in the back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and decking in the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, or or if you don't actually put any lands to play, like if you do a Yorian blink, and your Risen Reef triggers a million times, you don't deck off of those, um, and you can just put all the lands in your hand. You can put everything in your hand. So
1: if if we do a teamer reclamation check, how does this deck uh, pair up to that one? Oh, it gets absolutely
0: annihilated. Not even close. It just okay. gets destroyed. <laughs> yeah, it,
1: it kind of seems like it would. Uh, I, like you got, a, you got a decent sideboard to try to interact, but then you make your Genesis ultimatums worse. So then your deck is less functioning. So yeah, it, it seems like it'd be right. Yeah, rough. I
0: played against Scooter 222 in uh, an SCG uh, standard challenge. Uh, with this deck after that, I played another one. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, I, I lost game one and game two, my deck just did its thing. It didn't I, I didn't have a degenerate draw, but I had all the cards that I should have and I had multiple interaction points and I just got annihilated.
2: You didn't have a degenerate draw, yeah. but you did have a degenesis draw. Yes.
1: Oh that was the ultimate joke.
2: No, here's the ultimate joke. Teamer Elementals, you may not like it, but this is what Peak's performance looks like.
0: I I, I get it. I like it. It's fine. Thank you.
2: That's funny, That's isn't it? At best, at best. If I had a
1: cricket, Brad. Yeah, I know you have your like sensor button on your thing. You should get like a cricket sound. I'm
2: actually quite happy about that joke. I think it landed really well because there was dead silence afterwards, but it was only for four seconds of dead silence. Yeah. Usually it's like eight to ten seconds after a joke like that. Exactly.
1: I I was thinking Brad was gonna commit a lot longer. I was gonna give you at least like ten seconds. Corey,
2: what what
1: kind
0: of sound do you want?
1: I already forgot. I already forgot. I already forgot. (laughs) I (laughs) already forgot. Wow. Is that what I sound like? That
2: is. How am I on a podcast? Is that what I've been doing to people? Holy.
0: Jesus. Am I the I gotta change it up or something. All right, so so moving on, we've got another Jun deck, but with Gigantha. This deck.
1: This has both the Citadel on the
0: sideboard so they can play the companion um and then it plays a few random new cards it's a village village rights uh two copies of that which is black sorcery as additional uh cost to cast the sacrifice a creature draw two cards and then fungal rebirth which is return a permanent card from your graveyard to your hand if a creature if a creature you control died this turn put two one one saplings into play i think both these cards are fun but ultimately not where you want to be with this deck I, Mm -hmm. i i actually just like um Yuki's way of bolstering Citadel. I just think this deck has to be powerful, and and because like it, you weird. Because when I
2: so I saw I saw Yuki's deck, and then I saw Eric Hawkins' deck, and he had one Village Rights in the sideboard, and then I looked at Village Rights, and I was like, that just seems awesome for the deck. I don't know, like. Yeah, And and, and maybe, I mean, maybe, like, I, I don't think that that means you can't play Bull as a Citadel or whatever. I, I would, the
1: problem, but. I think, with Village Right is that it's so good in a subset of games where you have these extra foods laying around and you have Cat, but when you just have a draw that's like Mayhem Devil or, you know, Priest into Mayhem Devil... You know, into like Corvald or whatever, and you just don't have that perfect cat setup. Then it's like a really awkward card in your hand. I feel. I,
2: I played a sure. I mean, like, I just, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm stupid, but I think it's yeah. either Village Rights or Priest. You don't really play them both. But
1: okay, that's fair. Yeah, I, I think I think yeah, Village like Rights might be better than
2: Priests. Maybe. I mean, especially if you're not playing Bolas of Citadel.
1: Yeah, if there's not much aggro in the metagame, I could see that uh, exchange going down because it's another sacrifice effect to claim the firstborn as well as
0: uh, um, just good card advantage. Well, that's what I was going to say. I think that the village rights value has to go up and down based on how good your claim the firstborns are. Because, mm, yeah. like, sometimes you'll want to play a village rights early on, like, a culture familiar to draw through your deck. Other times, it's not a good exchange rate if you're sacking, like, a priest or a... Like, you do have woe striders, sheeps to sacrifice as well, or goats, um which which is nice for the card but um you have to play these cards in high numbers right you have to play all four woe striders and claim the firstborn you have to play a higher number of these so like i could see in the list where you don't want to go all in on these cards and you want to play less claim the firstborns that you don't want to play as many village rights or not at all
2: yeah i could i could see that yeah you 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 don't want too many like you have witches oven priest and village rights all trying to sacrifice creatures like You don't want to flood on those kinds of effects. But I do think Village Rights is a really powerful card. I I wouldn't be surprised if a if that was like one of the premier cards of this archetype, you know, in a week or two. Like
1: Mm -hmm. once people kind of settle down and figure it out.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I definitely do think the card has value. Like like I'm not I'm not arguing against Village Rights uh value. I just think that that it's it feels more like a Rakdos card than a Jun card because Jund, I I I want to be casting Bolsa Citadel and solemn similar crumb. I'm not saying that Village Rights doesn't go well with Bolsa Citadel. It probably does.
2: I think so. That that's what I'm saying. Like I think Village Rights goes incredibly well with both of those cards. And like if I was building my deck with Village Rights, I would move away from like the claim the firstborn priest engine of the deck and I would focus more on that stuff I would even play that 2-2 two, two for 3 that taps for green or whatever you know like I would just I would be more into the ramp aspect of the deck and less into the you know valued I don't even know mid rangey aspect of the deck but. yeah but
0: then you got to get rid of like roast rider numbers because rider goes way down when
2: I just think that card's not well, great anymore. Village rights is great with West Rider. Yeah, I also am not a huge fan of West Rider in general. Anyway, yeah, I don't yeah, like
0: yeah. West has lost a lot of value in my opinion. But that's what I'm saying. I don't like that card as much. So we remove that. We bring in some village rights. Then our village rights don't have a lot of our own creatures to rely on, especially early if it's in your opening hand. And I, I the, the when I lose with Jund, especially in the early turns, it's because I drew too many. Nambos. i drew like trail of crumbs and occulture familiar but my creature's not dying or i drew um you know i bought like multiple witches ovens but i don't have any anything to do with them like
1: all dressed up and nowhere to go yep, yeah I, I get it
2: yeah I'm, I'm with you on that like you don't want to play too many cards that don't do anything um so yeah
0: but yeah but so
1: that's all right anyways john boring
0: moving on well i'm gonna keep working on john (laughs) but uh but yeah so frederick tan uh frederick tan played bant ramp uh i know that there we we do have some variety coming up but so this bant ramp deck has Mm -hmm. has um a few more temples uh playing 29 lands and then the spells are four to ferry two ugin two nissa Three RO, two Hydro Crisis, two Questing Beasts, two Scavengers, Whoa. two Cavalier Thorns, four Elspeth with two Shadow of the Sky, four Gross Spiral, two Aether Gust. This is, and then four Shifting Ceratops and two Tulsman on the sideboard. I don't know what I think about this deck, but I do know that, um, you know, it, it 4-0'd a thing and having more pressure does, is the way that uh, I, I don't think you're supposed to fight team reclamation, but is this
1: like a trend now because it's week two of standard? Everybody's just putting two ofs. Is that the new cool thing to do uh, next week? We got three ofs and in, in everybody's I guess. List? So,
0: but I never thought I'd see the day where there's a shatter of the sky alongside the questing beast.
2: Yeah. Oh That's... yeah. Hey, draw a card. I do. I do think <laughs> questing beast is pretty underplayed though. Like, oh, for sure. Yeah. Like Yeah, and bringing that back with El Smith Conker's death is absolutely awesome. Like, Questing Beast was my plan to beat Tem- Team Reclamation with John sacrifice, like, months and months ago, and it was very good. I thought it was very good mm-hmm. at doing that, like, same or Jeskai Fires as well, but it was, like, it put a lot of pressure on them pretty fast, and I thought that that was, like, your best chance with that deck to win that match, those kinds of matchups, it- but...
1: And a lot of removal doesn't line up with not only four converted mana cost, but also four toughness. So yeah. I mean QB does fade a decent amount of removal right now. Still gets Aether Gusted, which is a problem. But yeah. you know, when it when it comes in with haste, the Aether Gust is as minimized uh against that card as it can be. I would think I mean it
2: doesn't it doesn't attack through Uro, which sucks, but
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true.
0: Yeah, I I find like that that's the problem I have with this format. Um, it's the old Michael majors, um, theory on magic that really applies to this format. It's like, don't try to kill them. Right. Like, uh, it's just like, uh, you know, like I bring up the four color Yorian deck again and I don't mean to, but the deck is actually just all interaction and I have no win conditions even in the sideboard. Like I literally only can, I only can kill with four arrows, four sharks and two Hydra crisis. There's no other way for my deck to win a game. I don't play Anissa. I don't play an Ugin. Um, and I don't play these cards because when other people play these cards against me, I just kill them because I have mm-hmm. I have eight to ten removal spells depending on uh, what what card it is. I know I'm an 80-card deck, but still.
2: It just uh, depends on what the format looks like, though, whether that's a viable. Like, don't kill them looks like a great strategy if the format's like these Bant Ramp decks and all this other stuff that are just, like, dragging the game on and trying to value people out. Then don't kill them is how you win the value war, you know, but...
1: Yeah, it seems like Team Rec, the don't kill him idea would be bad. But same. with you saying that that matchup is good, you know, I mean, I, I'm I'm willing to check it out. I, I'd have to see it to believe uh, well, it. But that that kind of mentality mm. towards Team Reclamation is usually where people, you know, kind of fall to
2: that. I same. mean, no, I that's not even true. Sure. Yeah.
0: But Bant doesn't try to kill them either. Bant's never tried to kill them. They try to get planeswalkers into play. They try to hold the fort and then they put a win condition into play and try to peck away at them. Yeah, that's like, true. Like that's, that's, true. that's what I'm saying about don't kill them. I'm saying like we're not trying to like sneak a threat into play and then use tempo to protect it. Um hmm. because every time I don't know if anyone's played against Team Reclamation, but the moment you tap out for something, they have 20 mana.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's turn two, and it's like, what <laughs> yeah. the fuck? Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, a deck like Bant—that's you have to win that way. Some other decks don't have the luxury. I agree. To yeah, that, though.
0: yeah. But that's what I'm yeah. saying from a Bant perspective. That's why I'm saying don't kill them like out of a deck like this. You know.
2: Yeah. I, see,
1: I've taken that lesson to heart. I've just never killed a team of reclamation player ever. Yeah, so, yeah you just yeah. literally yeah. don't kill them. Yeah, don't. I just literally don't kill them. I get defeated a lot, but I'd never kill them, and I stick to that plan every tournament I play. Yeah, I'm I'm I have person. a
2: zero percent win rate again. I don't want to brag, but zero percent win rate against team Rec. <laughs>
0: My strategy of
2: don't kill them has been very effective. What,
0: what is what is the what is the game? Well, what, what's the game record of one uh, what, what, what and nine? Uh, 11%, I think. 11%. Mm.
2: Yeah. I'm actually, yeah. I actually lie. It's not a 0% win rate. My strategy of don't kill them, I've been following that, but sometimes they kill themselves. It's rare, but it, can, it does happen. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so moving on. Um, I, I was going to bring... I'll bring it up. Uh, in, in When I played in uh, Regional Players Tour 3, I, I did go 11% game win percentage against Team, team Rek in uh, in day one.
2: Dude, you gotta...
1: Oh, you did it, dude. You didn't kill him. You stuck by your guns. I'm <laughs> yeah, proud of you. Yeah. You <laughs>
2: gotta warn us in advance if you're gonna, like, you know, self-promote that hard, man. Come on.
1: <laughs> yeah. Come on, Brad first, first melee and now you're just... Berating about your 11% win rate (laughs) against Team Erect. Yeah, you gotta gotta tone it down.
2: Seriously, dude. It's getting out of control at this point. Like, yeah.
0: (laughs) All right, so moving on, we've got Jonathan Suarez, SCG owned Jonathan Suarez, playing Team Elementals. uh, Copied me copying Yo Man, I assume, because I did, you know, melee account did tweet about how awesome I am. And then I retweeted it, but, uh, d- same day one with team R elementals. We don't have to go back into that deck because I think that this is a fun deck. I don't know how good Yorian is in the main deck. I didn't bring that up earlier, uh, because I bored Yorian out all the time. Um, because I just don't know when you want that card really. I mean, it's really, it has really good moments off of Genesis ultimatum, but it's like not that great to draw on its own. Um, but yeah, the deck is fine. I don't think it's good against team Elementals, but I think it's good against the of the field. Moving on, we've got... You don't G-
2: think Teamer Elementals is
0: good against... Say that again? I don't think Teamer We're- Elementals is good against team Reclamation.
2: Okay, you said against Teamer Elementals, and I was like, bad in the mirror. Okay, check. Uh-huh. Uh, I gotta say, though, Jonathan really messed up a lot. Why? Well, he didn't change the sideboard. Yeah. He copied the yeah, deck, think- but left the sideboard the same. That is a punch. Yeah.
1: Yeah, rookie move. Should have thrown like an Ugin, yeah, you know, for sure. threw in a Anissa maybe. For sure, yeah, really mix it up. <laughs> horrible, horrible
2: deck building choice there.
1: Oh god. All right, this next deck I really want to talk about though, bro, because I I just don't know if this deck's good or not, and I I'm very right, curious on your uh, your guys' opinion. Okay, so this one is Simic Ramp by Jim Davis, uh, and one of a Team BCW member here. Gotta love that. Uh, he's playing uh Four Nyssa, four Ugin, the Spirit Dragon, three Hydroid Crisis, three Uro Titan of Wrath, two Arboreal Graver, one Shark Typhoon. I'd be curious how he got to that number. Four Cultivate, four Grow Spiral, three Aether Gust, three Mystical Dispute, and 29 Lands. So just literally trying to say, I am going to ramp the fastest no matter what and, and hope that Ugin is going to be good enough at the top end.
0: So, um... I'm not sold on just playing straight Simic. For the strategy, I do think that um there are benefits to it. Uh Scooter Scooter also told me that uh, he was doing very well with a strategy similar to this. Um just because because Cultivate is actually a very powerful card and and it is a good ramp spell especially beside cards like Arboreal Grazer. That's the actual yeah. combo, right? Like you, you ramp, but you get card advantage the next turn, so you balance it out. Um, But the the issue I have with this is just being Simic. Now, uh, I want to bring up another deck list that I, I don't think is the right build. This I played against this person in a tournament. It was Mr. Toolshed in one of the challenges, and he's playing this deck, but... um but slower and soul tie. And I, I understand that promoting soul tie is not like the best thing you should be doing if you want people to respect your opinion. But uh, this deck was 28 lands, four Nyssa, four Ugin, four Boreal Grazer, four Hydro four Uro, four Casualties of War, four Cultivate, four Growth Spiral. Now I don't believe in Casualties of War, but the reason that I believe in soul tie is I think you can just play soul tie in the sideboard for, um, Any sweeper that seems good right now, but mostly for thought distortion. I think that I've played against this deck. It's just the Simic ramp deck, but it plays black mana. And they just ramp into thought distortion. It's actually the, the, the strategy that beats me the most when I'm playing my four color deck is thought distortion because that makes sense, right? I don't play many creatures. And I'm trying to play this really long game. And I and if I don't hand disruption, the thought distortion, it just gets me. And because these decks are constantly drawing cards um, and cantripping that I can't like I can thought erase your way thought distortion, but they can find one because they're going to see seven cards in the next three turns.
2: Thought distortion mm. is an awesome card. That's all I'm going to say. Like, it, you know, like it, it's kind of dumb that we're in a format where that card is so powerful, but. Like, having access to something like that to punish people for, like, not trying to win the game, I think is great.
0: It's, well, I hate it because I've never cast Because you're
2: it. not trying to win the game?
0: Well, yeah. it's also that it's not that good against Teamer because nothing's good against Teamer Wreck. Uh, it doesn't
1: seem good against anything except, like, these corner case decks that, like, Azorius Control or Four or Yorian, like, seems, that are not playing no, a lot. Good. It's so good it, good seems, against Band, it seems, kind of it seems
2: really good against Bant. Seems incredible. I was just
1: saying there's so many creatures in Bant that, like, sure, they take everything, but they don't take Crisis, and you just restock. You know, I, it, I'm it. i not I'm not a huge believer on it.
0: I don't know what you're talking about. Like, look at this ramp deck. So if you just ramp to turn, if you ramp on and you just cast it on turn five against, like, Jim Davis's deck on the play or turn four or five on the play, probably turn four on the play if you ramp best. Um Mm -hmm. you just you take all their nisses all their Ugans, all their shark typhoons all the rest of their interaction you leave them with just uro and hydra crisis and even the main deck disputes can't counter it
1: yeah i i guess but i mean maybe you could get niss out by then maybe you still have crisis in the yard but i guess or i mean uro in the yard but i guess it does take all the food for uro so that's pretty bad
2: i i have a question in regards to uro like, every deck plays three Uro. Is that just accepted as correct, or is there, like...
1: I mean, they have diminishing returns, because the front half is not that great, Uh and you... Yeah, I, I don't know. Some decks play four that just don't mess around, but I I think three has seemed correct I, I, well, to I me. Well,
0: thought, I thought most people were playing four for a while. Let me, like, go back and look, like... Just seems like almost every
2: one of these deck lists that plays Uro, like... Like, Teamer Elementals plays three, Simic Ramp plays three, um... All the bant mm. ramp versions are, were playing three. It's just...
1: You didn't scroll down far enough on our page there, Brian, to see something that you'll be shocked about. Is
2: it four arrows in a deck? It sure is. We haven't gotten there yet, Corey. We, we, we haven't gotten, gotten there talked, yet, yeah, sorry. I brought up this
0: whole tight deck. I already did. Oh. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think three is just the number because, like Corey said, it has diminishing returns on the front side of things, and also um, you you do flood sometimes on that effect now i think that if i'm playing like i personally think you should just have four gross Bar, four Uro, in every single deck that you play those cards in because when you don't draw them then you're in you're having more trouble
2: it, it i mean mm. it, it seems to me just from the nature of how good the card is that you would just always want four but i i mean i know that that's i could very easily be wrong about that but i'm just kind of surprised that every list plays three and i'm just wondering if it's a situation where like actually you should play three because that's correct or if it's just a uh, it's legendary and that's what everyone else I mean, does, if we also, so also if, play three.
0: I think it's more egregious. And sorry to throw uh Jim Davis under the bus. I know that he was just playing this, probably streaming, have fun, still for 0 would But I think it is more egregious to play three fabled passage in an Uro deck than to play three Uro. Sure. I think I think that if you are playing Uro, you have to play all four Fabled Passages. It doesn't matter. Build your mana base to have all four. I'm I'm very confident on this. I understand that it's worse than a than a temple of mystery a lot of times, but the, how many games I, I have seen that the player that gets to play the first arrow now becomes now gets a good sequence of like two turns because the opponent has to interact with it. And that's only because they got to fetch twice. Like one person has three cards in their graveyard and the other has five. And it's only because they drew more fabled passage. Um I think that those turns are huge and a big benefit and especially a stabilizer against aggressive decks. So I think you have to play all four Fable Passage.
1: Yeah, Fabled Passage in an Uro deck, just play four, always. That, that's that been, uh, every canister deck I looked at, and he plays Uro constantly across Modern, uh, Pioneer, and Standard, and just every single one has four Fabled Passage, and I just, I think that's 100% Yeah, I correct. mean,
0: to be fair, like, the Simic Ramp deck is probably not going to have as many cards to go to Grave other decks, because it is a Ramp deck, and that's generally mm-hmm. how they work but that
2: yeah it's because he has three fabled but that's, passages he one more yeah, card that's, that, that's even a reason
0: to have more fabled passage to have more ways to get yeah. there But and, right.
2: that, and that's a, that would be a good reason to not play four euros too if you're not putting yep. parts in your graveyard as much yeah that that's true so
0: yeah. the last deck to 4 was this morning actually when we were recording this it was from uh, Joseph uh, Buckley who 4-0'd with mono red aggro now this, this has to show up every once in a while um And what I love about this, that down to, like, the card, except maybe a few cards on the sideboard, this is just the same main deck that I've been seeing Sandy Dog playing forever. Yep. Just the exact same main deck as Sandy Dog.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think red deck uh, wins is back. Red deck tries is out of here, and I think red deck wins is finally uh, returned to its throne. There's also
2: just zero new cards in the entire 75, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Um... Yeah, no, there is not any new cards for, for mono red. I mean, there's 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 not many cards for for this deck in the in the set at all, even if they like would have to hit the power level that is mono red now. Because the truth is, this is like one of the most powerful mono red decks I've seen in a long time. Yeah, like for it's really true good. power. Like light up the stage, Ember Cleave, Torbin, Runaway Steamkin, Bone Crusher, Dry and Annex. These are all like really messed up magic cards.
2: Yeah, I mean, like even even like Robert the Rich isn't bad, you know. Like,
0: yeah, just
2: just, yeah,
0: it's just very powerful. I mean, of course, the old um, Hazaret builds were also very powerful, and they had a very good curve of creatures, but like, they didn't have Embercleave.
2: I think that this sec is a little bit lower on power than the Hazaret builds. Like, it has worse one drops, worse worse spells. Um, but yeah, it is in terms of mono red that we've seen through the years. This is definitely one of the better versions of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I think especially um, for week one at this point, uh, you know, essentially very early on while people are still trying to figure stuff out. I think red usually dominates, but like the last two sets, uh, it hasn't really been the case because people I I feel have just been more all into Uro or or really, I'm not sure exactly why it hasn't been uh, crushing week one like it normally does. But it just seems mono reds at a decent spot in the metagame right now, since it's supposed to have a good matchup against team Iraq.
0: Um, I don't actually know if it does have a good matchup against Team Arak. It's just it depends on how the Team Arec decks are built. Like, I've mm-hmm. like, let's just say that enemy number one is, is mono red, right? Team Arak, mm-hmm. I, I there's a formula, Team Arak players know it, and, and I've been learning it. <clears throat> there's a great group in the, the, the Discord, Melee Discord, where Team Arak is talks every day, and their formula for that matchup is to have like one to two Storms Wraths. Two shocks, two bone crusher giants, four euros and that's like if you seventy five cards has access to these cards, plus the scorching dragon fires and some other guys, but like roughly around that combination of cards just annihilates the stack, and this deck hasn't changed, so the matchup's not going to change at all, right? Um, yeah, and and that's already been proven <laughs> there. Like bone crusher giant is very good against modern red, and it's also one of the s- subtle reasons why just sky fires was so good in this matchup. Because if you could just go, like, you know, stomp into play the Bone Crusher into your four drops, then they have a really tough time. So, like, you know, playing Bone Crusher, playing Nightpack Ambusher, some Shocks, some Uros, um, these cards are really good in this matchup, some Aether So, I actually don't think that they're favored against a team of Reclamation deck that knows they're coming. Um, they can just cut off guard with the team of Reclamation builds that are all of the card advantage and all the brazen borrowers and shark typhoons and mystical disputes and negates. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, that makes sense to me. Uh, yeah. I, I, I just don't know. Uh, I just don't know about mono red. It, it is like constantly baffling me though. Cause I see Sandy dog just crushing with it. Obviously plays the deck at an insanely high level. Uh, then whenever I pick it up, I just absolutely fall on my face. So I give it
0: up. Same. I don't, I don't, uh, like I don't do that well with it. Also, to to be fair, like I love I love me some Sandy Dog, but Sandy did 05, the the players tour regionals players tour with it. You know, like like does yeah. does really well. Has done very well uh, um, on the SG tour online for the last few weeks playing it. Um, and mm. even I think uh, you know had it like top four the uh, battle against racism tournament that we threw um, did. Money the last SSG tour seasonal championship, but
1: oh, yeah, beating me in the last round. <laughs>
0: well, that's not that's not an accomplishment,
1: yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, that's true. I was basically asleep at that point. I already forgot.
0: Did you already forget about that?
1: Please, d- d- I didn't give you permission to use my voice, permission to use my voice, permission to use my voice, permission to use my voice.
0: <laughs> you don't like it, do you? Are we
2: doing a remix album or what? Like, guess, is this like Bash Bros remixed and remastered or not? Re- remixed not yeah, remixed and not mastered.
0: Remixed and not mastered, but yeah. So, so Mono Red uh, definitely. Uh, I'm I'm under the impression that it is just safely a tier two strategy. It can pop up when all the shark t- shark fanatics are are attacking each other. And, and if they're not focused on the matchup, um, I am focused on the matchup with my four-color Yorion deck, Cory, and we have Oath of Kaya on the sideboard. Oh,
1: baby, talk dirty to me. Send me this also, list already, also, Bradley.
0: extinction event, uh, when there's an annex in play, hello. Oh, name even, let's go. Well, no, I don't do that. <laughs> give him a chance i mean it is nasty just taking like two one drops and an annex off the board it's like oh this is this is dirty
1: yeah no that sounds awesome okay i am i am so pumped for this weekend's event already all right
0: but so so moving on though one of the the biggest question here and 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 we're getting to the end of this but that's all of the decks that have four out on on mtg melee's uh star city games online tournaments um it's none of them were team reclamation and and we keep talking like timor Reclamation is a big bag uh, Boogeyman. And if you look through, so if you go and look at any past tournament on MTG Melee, you will see that uh, there's an archetype breakdown on each page and that'll tell you how certain decks did. For example, I'm looking at the first SCG Tour Online Championship qualifier, 23 timor Alchemist decks, 20% of the field, and had a 63.7 game win percentage. You know, it, we have this kind of data, but in this week's worth of tournaments, Team Reclamation's been doing fine, not really that impressive, Um, not terrible. It, it's had a few O2 drops, but it hasn't, you know, it's been doing fine, but all the deck lists are, are way different. So, like, my theory about that is that there's so many options to put in a Teamer deck, and so a lot of people are just exploring the format, not coming back to playing Team, or, team Reclamation, forcing themselves to, maybe waiting for a mm-hmm. Teamer Reclamation Master to just figure out the best build, like wait for the Checkhouse build um, if it comes yeah. out. And they they're uh you know there's so many options for the deck brazen bar, disputes, gust, scorching drinking fire, storms, wrath, uro, night pack, shark typhoon, who knows on the numbers of all these cards? So people are just trying to fill it out, right? It's still kind of a control combo deck. So figuring out the interaction, and I think that's one of the reasons why we're not seeing any anyone 4-0 with it yet, because the format's kind of readjusting, and no matter how powerful Wilder's circummation and uh, expansion explosion are the deck still needs to play the proper interaction to to have the best draws especially against matchups that care about it now i've been playing decks like team that tries to ignore reclamation and they they just have the field day with me
1: oh yeah but honestly i think there is another factor when it comes to this is that we're so early in this format and people just want to try something different and you know, just are burnt out of just playing Team of Reclamation. I know at least that was a factor for me. Uh, just playing last weekend in the SCG uh, weekend championship event. You know, I played Doom for Told. Did I think it was the best decision to play? No, but was I just absolutely sick of Team of Reclamation? Like, absolutely. Uh, I think that's a small factor. I don't think that's huge or anything, but uh, I know d- definitely some people got to think that way.
0: Yeah. I mean, my prediction is this tech will come back in the next week or two. Um, but we're going to do our best to beat it with our four color shenanigans.
1: I'm in and, and like you said, best with how many different ways to build the deck, that is a deck that preys upon a more solved metagame. So now that stuff is kind of all over the place, you know, team reclamation is actually going to suffer more because you don't have the things that line up perfectly, but when it, you know, you have a clear cut three best decks, you can target them with these specific cards, you know, more aggro, bring in dragon fires more ramp stuff, have main deck gusts, main deck Dispute, stuff like that. That's where team of Reclamation really shines.
0: Yeah, a, solve, a, a, a settled down metagame.
1: Exactly, because they have so much cheap interaction, you just have to pick the right ones, and if you draw too many of the wrong ones, you lose. Yep.
0: All right, well, I think that'll do it for our first uh, SDG Tour online deck dump. Um, yeah. And uh, I had fun talking about Standard again. Maybe we'll have to do a deep dive on, on our Yorion deck next week. Ooh, a deep dump. Brian, what are you doing next week? Can we get
1: your dumping expertise uh, back?
2: Uh, I mean, I'm just waiting for the inevitable. Uh, Well, actually, we didn't decide to do the deck dump because we all jumped off the deck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, we all dumped the deck. Yeah, we, d- we dumped the deck. All uh, right, well,
1: yeah, no, I, I'd be down to have a, another deep dive if we both end up playing that the next week. I mean, I, I got to check
2: my schedule, though, man. You know I'm real busy. Yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah. And actually, don't don't consider that invitation in stone. We uh we got like eight or nine people ahead of you that we're hoping to get. But okay. uh,
2: you're ninth on the list, though. But hey, top nine, you know, hey, hey. <laughs> don't, don't don't always top eight. But I do top nine a lot. So, <laughs> hey,
0: Corey, uh, Corey, will you be able to call those other eight or nine people or will you?
1: I already forgot. Oh my god. why do i leave every podcast just annoyed i wonder is it is it something is it something that has to do with my desk and my surroundings? Is, is the color pattern in my room annoying no i don't think that's it is it is it uh the people i'm talking to on the couch huh that could be what, 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 yeah, i don't know i'll have to break this what, down what do you
0: actually think it is cory
1: oh my god i swear to god if you click that button oh my god i swear to god
2: if you click that button Oh my god, I swear <laughs> God if you click that
0: button. Yes! Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're really pushing Sorry. Corey's buttons here.
1: Let's uh let's go to the castle yes. crew, shall uh, Before we? we do that, I just have <laughs> one
0: more thing that I want to say. For anyone that wants to uh play in the season one championship qualifier, that is Saturday, July 4th at 10 a.m. Eastern. You can play any of the uh online challenges at MTG Melee. Um uh, this is, to, to find any of the SDG challenges, you can go to https colon slash slash com slash organization slash view slash 530
2: slash goulet
0: slash Goulet
2: dot Goulet dot Goulet um,
1: and if you want to learn about any more of BBD's dumps you can check out his colon Well, uh, <laughs> <it>, t- <laughs>
0: oh, that's good all right so we have a a new member of the casting crew Brian and, and as our special guest could you um can you kick us off
2: uh yeah I can kick us off uh we have a, we have a new member here we have uh, Phil no last name and he is the ass bros podcast liaison. So, you know, I like to think of it as, you know, on one cheek, you got the bash bros on the other cheek. You got the <laughs> ass bros and you see something to bridge the gap. That's where Phil comes in. He's the ass bros po- uh, podcast liaison. Very important. role. Talk about cross promotion here. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> it is.
0: Now, now the podcast liaison, what does the liaison actually do for us? What 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 benefits am I going to get out of having a liaison?
2: Uh, none. A yeah. lot of back half. Uh, benefits. you'll get nothing out of it. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah, at all. A lot of the back nine benefits of. Uh, oh wait, of wait. Phil. So
0: so a liaison is a communication or corporation which facilitates a closing working relationship between people or organizations. So what you're saying is when Corey leaves annoyed because I do things like. Oh my God! I swear to God, if you click that button, he is a liaison yeah. to bring us back together correct well phil you got your fucking work cut out for you then <laughs> all
1: right you got your work cut out yeah, for welcome you welcome to the cast and crew all
0: right uh next up we got is uh sam prudhomme who is the bbp personal fitness trainer now uh we did get a regiment in the bachelor's podcast. i don't know if any of you saw that from from uh, uh sam mm-hmm. we did get our uh where is it I can't find it right now. Does but,
2: it involve physical exercise?
0: Uh, yes. Yeah, that it, went to my spam folder. Uh, it, it does, in fact.
2: It I'm does, out then.
0: Yeah. No, thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's our yeah. first workout regiment.
2: I'm out. We're out. Like, yeah. No. No, thank you, Sam. I mean, yeah, you could be our personal fitness trainer. I'm down for personal fitness, but if it involves exercise, no. Like
1: I'm down for personal fitness as well. Fitting this burger into my mouth, that's about it. <laughs> All right. Speaking of things we're not down with, Jeremiah Gildi is the assistant to assistant regional manager, and we're down with Jeremiah Gildi. We're not done with The Office here on here. All three of us. So, Brian, you're next. Oh, my God. I uh, swear to God, if you click that button. not use my voice. Oh, my God. I swear to God, if you click that button.
0: <laughs> all right, Brian.
1: Oh, my God. I swear to God, if you click that button.
0: <laughs> I didn't push the button. <laughs> That's great. What,
1: Brad? Qu- quit pressing that fucking button. Oh, my God. I swear to God, if you press that fucking button. <laughs> Oh my God, I swear to God, if you hit that fucking button. Oh my God, I swear to God, if you click that
0: button. Oh my God. Okay, it's done.
1: Never click that button again.
2: God. All right, Brian? Keith Trojanowski, unpaid intern.
0: <laughs> thank you Keith for uh, for handling this uh, I will remove alright just for you Corey since I did that and everyone listening that's annoyed right now I'm hitting the button clear and I'm clearing all of them I have none left and I'm being truthful
1: yeah maybe you should clear like out all the data from your computer or something, I can't
0: so push I can... a button to make that sound anymore it's all gone
1: okay I don't trust you at all well
0: I can remake them if I want to and remake them into his own (laughs) alright so moving on Michele uh, is Brad's personal barista and uh, in fact we got today's coffee update and I have to order it but it's some Blue Horse 100% Kona coffee it's a little expensive but I am going to give it a shot
2: it's also you need to cut down on Brad's coffee he's a little amped up oh no kidding
0: and when
1: I get a little amped up, we have EJ Rend, who's normally Corey's down player. But since I've been a little bit more chill, uh, it's just Corey's player. But this will actually be the last day we need EJ Rend because I quit. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I am That's
2: up, right. So, EJ, uh, no longer relevant role. Corey's gone. Blame Brad. Yep. Mm-hmm. And for somebody who will analyze that interaction for the next 14 years, we have Alex Arnoldi, our data Analyst, uh, oh, so yeah, I, I, there's a lot to break down about what just broke down in our podcast. Yeah, there, there's abouts, there's there's, there's a
0: lot there's a lot to break down on this dump <laughs> of, of that that we call a podcast.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: really, really had a lot to input on our deck dump dis- discussion here. Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, so thank you, Alex. All right, so next up we got is Paul cat <laughs> I can't get the
2: lid. It's my, <laughs> there it is. All right. <laughs> Yeah, there it is. And it was like, you know, there's moisture on it because it's like perfectly chilled. And I just yeah. couldn't, my finger kept sliding. I couldn't get it underneath the tab, yeah.
1: Oh, that's oh, good. Man. Yeah, Brad, you have that voice thing and you use it for bad. Why don't you use it for uh, opening the pop thing so we don't break... Brian's poor fingers, and he can enjoy his soda while he does the podcast. That's like, true. I, I,
0: I'm gonna w- Use your powers for good. Okay, I'll, I'll 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 do that next week, and you'll very much regret what you just said. uh but Paul <laughs> is Paul is BBD's wall staring photographer. Now um Paul's been off for a few weeks because Brian is, uh, in fact, not staring at walls anymore. He's staring at screens.
2: Right. Mm. Yes. You could say Paul's been going Paul to the wall <laughs> on that. <laughs> Nobody says that. Oh, I I just did, Corey. And thanks to Brad's technology, I will another fifty times. (laughs) Yeah, God, good lord.
1: And somebody that will be having to work uh, 50 times a month is Spoon Tongue, and that's BBD's body hair stylist. He may not have a lot of hair upstairs, but that boy's body is like a wildebeest. I mean,
0: I mean, <laughs> the, the, the moment that they had to replace Wolverine for the X-Men, I was like, Brian mm. has a job. We can do this. There you go.
2: There you go. I, I, I'm really just Charles Xavier and Wolverine rolled into one. The bald head. <laughs> yeah yeah
0: and the and the inability to want to move because we know he can walk. Yeah,
2: that's right. he has mind powers.
0: It's mind over matter. Everyone, it's a conspiracy. <laughs> Think about it.
2: Sorry, I can't hear you. the tinfoil gets in the way yeah. of my headphones.
0: <laughs> All right next up we have Victor Boshev, who is the executive.
2: Whoa. Whoa, excuse me. Oh no. next I missed. up. Oh, sorry. Next up we have David Watt, the special guest screener. Oh, no, I'm fired trying. Him. To, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 he's yeah, still on the yeah. day David roll, though. not
0: be silenced. <laughs> yeah. Funny how
2: he keeps getting fired, and yet here he is, week in, week out, doing the best job of anyone. Anyway, Victor Beauchamp. Uh, the, the
0: executive producer. <laughs> um, I don't really know what an executive producer does, works more intimately with Corey. Uh,. Bros, 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 yeah.
1: bros. I'm drinking yaga bombs, bombs, and yaga you, you, You've over
0: heard, here. you've heard the saying before, right? Bros before executives. Yeah, I yeah. have heard oh, that. Of course, yes.
1: yes, yes. Well, Brad, we say that often, being brothers. Yes, brothers. Bro- we, we do refer to our parents as
0: executives. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well,
1: I, yeah, I was going to say, bro, I do put you before any other company executives. Yes, yes. In the case know, of, of Victor long.
2: Beauchamp, it's bros before bows. Ooh. <laughs>
1: Beauchamp's wild. I don't know, I'm about, to throw a, I'm about to throw a bow at Brad for all these voice uh, copying mm-hmm. things, so.
0: Uh, Oh, am am I infringing on uh, on your rights?
1: You're doing something. You're infringing on my fucking patience. That's what you're infringing on.
0: (laughs) So, are you saying we should edit some of this out, Corey?
1: I think we should. And the person to handle that is definitely Sultan Abbasi. And that is our heavy editor. We have a regular editor, but when just bullshit episodes like this occur, you know, our regular editor has to leave. And then we need a heavy editor to step in. And that's Sultan.
2: So next up, we got Pierre Vendelbow And and now Pierre is our, the BBP companion that can't be played from the
0: sideboard. Oh, well, sh- you know, he, shit. I think Pierre gave me a job change, and I, I'm, not, I'm not managing this well. Time Ghoul? Time okay. Ghoul, why are we not managing this right? Because I was mm. going to
2: say that Pierre, that's an outdated position. I was thinking Pierre could be two Yorion's main deck yeah <laughs> oh, oh yeah as,
1: as bbp
2: companion in the main deck
1: <laughs> yeah yeah BVP companion in the main deck but no creatures that have come into play abilities yeah unfortunately.
0: pierre can, can you message <laughs> can you message me again and tell me what uh what updated job you want again because i forgot where you sent it to me and i talked to so many people because i'm so famous that's not true
1: uh well We'll be able to blame Time Ghoul for that poor management. And, of course, as always, we can blame at Shaheen Sarani on Twitter for for any misconduct there, Pierre. Make sure to uh, tag him in some, uh, in some words. What yeah. a
0: shitty situation. We might need to process it.
1: Oh, mm. who could do that? Oh, well I know. It's Eric Null. And that Eric Null is the overseas waste processing facility. Once again, Eric Null is just moving up the ranks like nobody's business. You know, just just all of a sudden is just running this trash game.
2: Yeah, I mean this was a dump of an episode, so we needed the so, Yeah. We needed the Yeah. We needed some processing on that. Thank thankfully we also have <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry, I need to take a moment to learn how to pronounce. Simbuo no, Simbuo, no no, 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 no,
0: you got that wrong. It's Simbuo. Yeah, that's it. Sim, what you just said. Sim,
2: oh yeah, Simbuo. Yeah. Yes. Uh, executive waste management processing operator.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah, executive that, that, waste processing that's, that's operator. Uh, that's we, his job. We sent Simbuo <laughs> overseas to to uh, to do the overseas waste processing facility.
2: It's, a, it's as simple me. as that. All right.
0: And we're what stuck we in America still with record breaking COVID <laughs> numbers. Yay. Yeah. Sim all
1: was really pissed about the location change, but now is just thanking their lucky star. Yeah,
0: so IPA for breakfast. Uh, speak of the devil is our master bartender, which is helping us get through these mm. hard and challenging times.
1: Mm, yep. Getting through these hard and challenging times with a stiff drink. So thank you, IPA for breakfast. I didn't know that
2: IPA for breakfast was the devil,
0: though. Well, mm-hmm. well, IPAs are the devil.
2: Okay. Whoa, Whoa, but only
0: when you have Brad. them. Just because just you, you're just because
1: you not hopping on the IPA train, man, doesn't okay, mean you got A lot of
2: backtracking I'm gonna here be, for Brad. I'm
0: going to be honest. IPAs just taste like pennies to me, like metal. I don't know why, hmm. but whenever I taste an IPA, the rest of the taste is fine, but it's almost like if I like put two rusty pennies in my mouth and then drink coke zero and i'm like wow this tastes really good but i taste pennies in my mouth whoa 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 Graham. how do you know well, a lot what
2: of pennies our, taste like so like, well. no no like, no, 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 no no you didn't no. put
0: money in your mouth when you were like a child
2: oh of course i did yeah I, still, I yeah I still i still remember
0: it's also the smell right <laughs> like you can smell coppers and oh, and metals yeah. like yeah, that's what yeah, ipa that's reminds me of it's the smell but of it, Bradley, the taste Bradley. of it. You're like making me think of the Nathan for you episode where it's like, what does this taste like? It tastes like shit. So you've tasted shit? No, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it just tastes like shit. But how would you know? Yeah. Have you tasted <laughs> <don't know>. shit? <laughs> that's,
2: that was, that was but, the, uh, yeah. That's uh,
1: But Bradley, you know half of our listeners drink IPAs. You're really, you know, split, distancing yeah, yeah. ourselves from all of our listeners with your individual taste on something. That's not cool. Yeah, I
2: mean, every kid's put money in their mouth at some point. For me, that total yeah. was $1.23. That's how much money I've look, had in my look, mouth look, look, over look, look, the course look, look, Corey, of my life.
0: Corey, <laughs> Corey we're going to learn a real <laughs> example here. I can say yeah. uh, I don't like IPAs. Not that I—I'm not saying IPAs are shit. You can—you said
1: they taste like pennies to me. Are you saying pennies
0: taste? Everyone good? has different taste buds. You are not going to get away. Everybody has different taste for shows as well. Bradley, yeah, you my can point also say make. that you don't like it. You can't say it's a bad television show.
1: Mm, I'm glad you connected this to 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 You're the arguing uh, in uh, bad office. faith,
0: sir. Well, that's because I'm drunk because of IBM. Right, for need, breakfast. We need what do someone you want to handle me? our bullshit when we get off the rails.
1: All right. Thank God we have one last member of Cast and Cruise for just episodes like this. And that's Samuel Stroman. And that is our public relationship. Relations- relationship relations expert.
0: expert. <laughs> our public relationship expert.
1: Once again, the master bartender strikes again here. I've, uh, I'm have i quite hammered.
0: So. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Well, that is our entire cast and crew. Thank you so much for showing support on the Bastros podcast. If you would also like to become part of the cast and crew, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash Bastros podcast and become a patron today. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of the Bastros podcast. We'll be back next week when we talk about 4 color Orion or some other standard deck when we do a deep dive.
1: I can't wait to come back next week, and I will see you then, if as long as I haven't quit because of all this stupid episode bullshit that I have to deal with. Okay, but I will see you then, if as long as I haven't quit because of all this stupid episode bullshit that I have to deal with. Okay, bye. And I will see you then, if as long as I haven't quit because of all this stupid episode bullshit that I have to deal with.
0: Okay, bye. See y'all.